Hey everybody, welcome back to the Black Case Diaries podcast. Hello! Hey! <laughs> uh, we are three old friends, learning everything we can about movies and TV, and hopefully teaching others in the process. I'm Adam. I'm Marcy. I'm Robin. All right, this week we're continuing our Snick Timber with a very special guest. <laughs> he's another old friend of ours, but he this is the first time he's ever appeared on the show. So let's give a big BCD welcome <laughs> to Jaron Lewis. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Really excited to be here. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, can you believe it? The long-awaited arrival <laughs> of this one. It's taken some time, but I finally got here. Yeah. 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 We've, we've mentioned you, you know, when we've had discussions. We're like, oh, yeah, Jaron said this thing, or we had a discussion with Jaron, and they're like, Psh. Not until now. Finally, the big reveal is here. Yeah, he's here. So yeah. exciting, guys. Like, <laughs> have your have your voice nice and ready here. Yeah. There we go. You're going to become famous. <laughs> we asked Jaron to join us this week because we're covering a childhood favorite of his, this hilarious snitcom, Keenan and Kel. Even though the show ended 20 years ago, Keenan and Kel continues to be one of the most beloved parts of the snick lineup. It starred two breakout stars from all that, and followed the misadventures of Keenan Rockmore and Kel Kimball, two teens from Chicago, Illinois. Keenan and Kel had it all. An iconic theme song, quotable catchphrases, and two lead actors with impeccable comedic chemistry. So back in the early 1990s, Brian Robbins, Michael Tollins, and Dan Schneider started a nationwide search for young comedic actors. The result was the original cast of All That, premiering in 1994. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about all that. Yeah, we did an yeah. episode on it. Yeah, so go check that one out. All that became a huge success for Nickelodeon, and this is where producers and audiences first saw the magic between Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. The boys made the audience laugh on screen and the cast and crew laugh off screen. They starred in sketches together as Mavis and Clavis, two grumpy old men. They delivered lines that played at the end of many All That episodes, Hey, Clavis, wake up. The show's over. Oh, yeah. Kick it. Yes. <laughs> I love uh, yeah. that. In an Entertainment Weekly article, Keenan Thompson remarked about how similar the two were and how they connected almost immediately. They really shined while playing Mavis and Clavis because of the off-the-cuff nature of the sketch. The boys really made the characters their own. And that's super true. The, those two are ridiculous. Keenan and Kel were breakout stars... And all that was a major success. Nickelodeon executives started forming plans for a new project starring the teens. And uh, <laughs> take a guess what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Jaren, do you know what it was? Uh, is it Kellen Keenan? Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> Why didn't they call it that, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> Writer Kim Bass was attending a birthday party for the comedian Sinbad, which is like the most 90s thing you could possibly <laughs> say ever. When a Nickelodeon executive approached him about the possibility of a spin-off show starring Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. At that point, Bass was well known for creating Sister Sister, an ABC sitcom starring Tia and Tamara Maori. Now streaming on Netflix, by the way. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, his name seemed to confuse this particular executive who reportedly told him, We've been looking for you. I thought you were an older white woman. Yeah. Oh, snap. All right. I always thought Kim Bass was a woman. Okay, I'm learning more now. I still thought it was a woman. No, 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 no. No, no Kim Bass <laughs> is a man. He's a man. Okay, I got Look it. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching everybody on the BCD, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Bass agreed to meet with Thompson and Mitchell, and he immediately noticed their incredible dynamic. Bass felt that the two were so naturally funny, it almost seemed as if they had rehearsed jokes before meeting him. He thought the boys were so well-matched that they could be the same person. It was a conversation with two people who were in perfect comedic rhythm with each other. So the show was ordered, and once the second season of All That was complete, the actors stayed at Universal Studios in Orlando to immediately begin filming Keenan and Kel. Yeah, Universal Studios. Yeah. Yes, the one that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, have you seen a picture of the building yep. lately? Yeah. It's so sad. It's just a oh. white, yeah. empty... Bland... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all gone now. Thank you for ruining this day for me. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Keenan and Kel always said that they were so similar, and that was something that Keenan thought was funny because one of Keenan's from 
Atlanta, I think. Mm-hmm. And Kel is from Chicago. So when they met, they didn't think that they would be so similar. But he was like, we have our backgrounds were almost exactly the same, yeah. except that we came from two different parts of the country. Nice. In August of 1996, Nickelodeon viewers met Keenan Rockmore and Kel Kimball, two mischievous best friends chasing schemes that always landed them in trouble. Keenan was the straight man, the leader, that always dragged a reluctant Kel into shenanigans. Kel was the goofy best friend, an orange soda-loving comedic foil. The writers gave Thompson and Mitchell the bare bones of their characters, but they allowed the boys to develop them further. Keenan said back in 1996, The writers gave us a skeleton of the characters, and we put the meat on them. We bring our own shenanigans into the show. Yeah, definitely like when I like watch a show it seems like it's their actual selves instead of just Mm -hmm. like characters that they're playing i kind of wonder which shenanigans they brought you know what i mean (laughs) if if there was an episode where keenan was like what if in this episode Mm -hmm. you know we do this thing yeah and then the writers just like ah take that's a good idea and they'll take it from there and expand it yeah (laughs) yeah Filmed in front of a live audience at Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida, Keenan and Kel was the first of many spinoffs from all that. In fact, much of Nickelodeon's live-action programming from the late 90s and the mid-2000s could be traced back to all that in some form, and this was the first of them. Yeah, all that became The Amanda Show and Keenan and Kel, and mm-hmm. then Drake and Josh came from The Amanda Show, and iCarly from Drake and Josh, and Yep, thanks Snowball. all that for all of that stuff. <laughs> right. Each episode opened with the boys standing in front of the theater curtain, telling the audience and viewers at home what the episode would be about. This always ended with Keenan getting an idea for a new scheme. Kel then followed him off the stage, crying out, Ah, here it goes. <laughs> yeah, now like that I'm thinking about it, like the show Key and Peele, like the first season, they will be in front like of an audience, like on a stage, and now I'm like realizing like the similarities between that. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm. it's very similar. Oh. It's, yeah, it's like the only difference is that it's not sketch. You know, it's right, like it's yeah. an it's a sitcom instead of a sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. According to a 1996 issue of the Ooze News, God, I wish oh. that was still a thing. Oh man! It took about 75 crew members and four months to create the first season of the show. Although the show was created by Kim Bass, it shared the same executive producers as all that, and producer Brian Robbins was the head of the crew. He oversaw the entire episode process from script writing to editing. He even directed some ep- episodes. I think we watched an episode tonight, right before we recorded, that he directed. Nice. It was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The main writers for the first season were Kevin Kopelow, Heath Seifert, and Dan Schneider. They were also writers for all that. Schneider also guest starred as Angus, the rival to Keenan's grocery store boss. Oh, snap. I guess I have to rewatch that episode. Yeah. (laughs) He guest starred in some things that I know he was in Good Burger, too. Wait, what? Yeah, he's their manager. Oh, snap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, Kevin, that writer Kevin, he was the stage manager and all that, too. Oh, speaking of, like, Good Burger, now I'm, like, realizing, like, the connection with Sinbad and everything, too, because he's in that movie. Everything's, like, so, like, wound together. (laughs) It just works. Yeah. (laughs) Producer Mary Dudley managed everyone's schedule. Each workday lasted 10 hours, and she made sure everyone was staying on task. The five-day work week ended in the taping on Friday night with the studio audience. So could you guys could you guys imagine what that was like to be a kid in Florida and you get to go <laughs> it's a Friday night and you're gonna go watch Keenan and Kel record at Nickelodeon? Dude, yeah, man. Yeah. You could awesome. like tell your friends like you saw this episode before it even comes out. <laughs> oh no, that would be so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I being a studio audience member on anything would be <laughs> such an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Being able to see it all happen in front of you before the joke happens or whatever you know yeah. you see something coming yeah so so interesting and, and different you see them mess up and you see yeah. them break yeah. and you get to you know it's you get to see a whole bunch of things that uh, nobody else will ever get to see joel fisher was the production coordinator which is essentially a stage manager so kevin from all that and joel did everything in his power to make the show go on which meant wearing a headset and beeper to be reached at all times today that would just be a smartphone <laughs> oh also, I actually read that at one point he walked producers' dogs. They had no time to walk their dogs throughout mm-hmm. the week, and then he would walk them. He would do things like that. He was the guy. He's the guy when you have the, the talent, and they're like, oh, I can't believe 
there are green M&Ms in this. I don't want green yeah. M&Ms, you know, the, the, <laughs> oh. the meme. Yeah. And he would be the guy who would go and pick out all the green M&Ms, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bruce Anthony Marshall was responsible for costumes, buying or making about 20 outfits per episode. And David Jordan Jr. was responsible for the props and scenery, and he also designed the iconic Nickelodeon news anchor, Stick Stickly. Hey. Do you guys remember Stick? He uh, was a popsicle stick with googly eyes and a nose, and oh, he yeah. was part of the Nickelodeon bumpers. He came came up in the middle of the TV shows, part of the commercials, and then he had his own little, they had him behind a desk. And Dude, you're exploding my mind right now, like, make me remember all these things. <laughs> <laughs> Keenan and Kel originally aired on Nickelodeon for four seasons, from August 1996 to July 2000. After the series finished, reruns continued on Nickelodeon from 2001 to 2004. The series appeared on The N, later known as Teen Nick, from 2007 to 2009, which reinvigorated its popularity with late 90s kids. I know I watched it then, in yeah, 2007, yeah. when it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah. So, when did you guys first see the show? Did you watch it then, or did you... Probably... I, I probably saw it then because I have always fluctuated kind of between Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and live action had never been my thing really until later when I was like, you know, I can, I can deal with live action now because <laughs> I, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not. You were more refined. Yes, yeah. of course. I, I, I'm not solely sustained by cartoons anymore and, it, you know, you kind of get some of those other shows sprinkled throughout my watching experience so way yeah. to broaden your horizons i'm Thanks. proud of you thank you Jaren. <laughs> what about you Jaren? oh man like around like eight ten somewhere around that age i do remember like the last time i did watch it i was in college so it was like 2013 the statue of limitations are over i did pirate them and i like watched Ooh. all of them like a month because it's so good <laughs> well now you don't have to because it's on streaming services well it's on prime yeah well, if you get naked if, if you yeah. subscribe so oh, if you so bezos wants more of my money mm -hmm. yeah oh, my God. it might yeah. be worth it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i of course did not watch it for a long time because <laughs> i had no access to it until at least college <laughs> So, yeah, I think I saw, like, an episode or two then, and then I watched the Good Burger movie, and then now I've watched a couple more episodes, and yeah. it's, it's hilarious. I love it. Oh, it is. It's so funny. And it, <laughs> I think I watched it when it was originally airing, but I don't really remember watching it so yeah. much then. I, I remember watching the reruns, and then when it was on in 2007, I definitely watched it then, because it was on Sunday nights, mm. and I loved watching it before dinner. So I do, I do remember doing that and having a lot of fun. And I think that that was what reminded me how funny the show was. You know, a few years ago, I had a bunch of friends over. You guys were all there. And we watched Snick shows. And I remember we put in a couple of Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. And I was like, this is good. You know, this and that. And then I put on Keenan and Kel. And that was when everybody was just like, this is great. I'm having a great time. <laughs> People were laughing. I remember, yeah. I think uh, my sister-in-law was there who was 15 and had never seen it. And was mm -hmm. she was like, this is funny. I remember she, she was genuinely surprised that I watched something that she thought was cool. <laughs> she was like, this is good. This is a funny show. They don't yeah. make them like they used to. Yeah. Gosh. And, you know, it's funny how looking back, I... At the time, I always liked, oh, yeah, Kel's so funny. He's I kind of like him more, you know. He's just, I love the goofy nature of it, you know. And I think, I thought that watching it as I'm older, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll relate more to Keenan this time because he's, like, the supposed to be the straight man and coming up with ideas and stuff. But <laughs> I can't say that I do, actually. To, yeah. to, you know, because now I realize they're both problems right they, <laughs> like yes they're the classic duo very similar to laurel and hardy where one of them has assumed the leader role mm -hmm. even though they do not have there's no reason for them to be the leader there's not they're yeah. not smarter necessarily but they're always there kind of knocking around the other one and it's you know this is actually kind of weird because kel is the goofy one right and he's mm -hmm. the one who causes extra mm -hmm. problems but he doesn't want to be in these situations to begin with. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's so, very true. Yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of like, I really identify with the fact that he did not agree to do this. And now he's dragged into this. 
and and it's his fault that he's messing up. I feel like that's not really his fault. Right. I mean, it's the role of a patsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I always when I was a kid, I always liked Kel more. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. I thought Kel was funny. Yeah, I did that too. I don't know if it was because his catchphrase about orange soda, oh, but yeah. like now that like yeah. we watched the episode today, I was like, Keenan still has like some good stuff that he does. Both of them together are just exceptional. Even if they're apart, they're pretty good. But like together, it's just like a whole new level. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Kel had all the iconic catch or most of the iconic, you know, lines. But yeah, Keenan was so he was really good at bringing Kel through the episode. Kel was very, you know, physically funny physical comedy and keenan's not as as much but when keenan does do the physical comedy it's mm-hmm. very very funny yeah he may not have the catchphrases but he has the persona in like an attitude that kind of defines the character right yeah mm-hmm. and it works the same way it kind of fulfills the same role which one do you like better marcy oh gosh i have to go with kel team kel welcome, <laughs> welcome to the kel mitchell podcast where we talk about everything related to kel mitchell kel, mitchell, kel kimball <laughs> why isn't yeah. kel mitchell in snl yeah. i'm yeah. so upset yeah I, I agree all that's theme song had the incredibly popular and talented group tlc sing their intro so it only stood to reason that keenan and kel would deserve the same treatment who do you choose to do the intro song for an amazing comedy duo? Well, Nickelodeon chose someone who had just received a Grammy for the hit Gangsta's Paradise. Yes, that's right. Coolio. Even just rethinking about it, I think it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> In the Entertainment Weekly article, Keenan said that it was the best. He had been on all that before at that point, so we felt like we knew him. That's how you are when you're young. Oh, yeah. Coolio's my best friend. <laughs> like, I met him once. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. this teenager is, like, is friends with, like, an, an adult. It's, yeah, it's fine. That's cool. <laughs> Instead of using an already established hit song, Coolio delivered an original theme that captured the spirit of the 90s. The intro to the show was essentially a music video featuring classic Nickelodeon staples like the Universal Globe fixture and the big orange couch. It is an awesome music video. Uh, yeah. I love watching it. The song was named for Kel's famous line. Aw, here it goes. And the lyrics introduce the show's characters, making the tune unique to Keenan and Kel. The theme song's visuals are engaging and honestly endearing. Here are two kids hanging out with a huge star, having the time of their lives. They look like they're having an absolute blast, and it really reflected the tone of Nickelodeon in general. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're watching it now, and you are still you still feel <laughs> like the, gravi- the gravitas of Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Definitely. Like, I'm going to be honest. I still don't know almost any of the lyrics, but I still bop to it all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's one, of those, it's one of those intros that you do not skip. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if it were on like Netflix, has that auto intro skipping mm-hmm. thing, uh, not for this show, man. Yeah, yeah you toss that They're remote really across that. the room. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much fun to watch it, mm-hmm. and they do look they look so happy. You just know that these two teenagers got to spend an entire evening with Coolio, and and even in the video, you can kind of see how they're like, yeah, he's our best friend. <laughs> yeah, we're dancing. Like, this is great, and Coolio's kind of like. Yeah, I mean, this is fine. (laughs) You kind of see some side eye every once in a while. Get a paycheck or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm making money, so it's fine. (laughs) But yeah, they're, I mean, they're so into it, and it's really fun to watch. So if you watched Nickelodeon in the 90s, there was one undeniable truth that absolutely everyone knew. Kel loves orange soda. Apparently, the line came from Dan Schneider, one of the main writers in the show. It was a silly running gag that audiences might have forgotten years later, but it was Kel's delivery and slapstick humor that cemented it into the 90s Nick Quote Hall of Fame. Who loves orange soda? Kel, Kel loves orange soda. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? I do, I do, I do. Ooh. <laughs> that was really good, Jerry. <laughs> Oh, that's that's why we had him on the show this week. We just wanted yeah. him to do that. Yeah, I don't like. yeah. And uh, I'll take my paycheck now. And yeah. <laughs> Scene, you may go. Back in the 90s, people would stop Kel on the street and ask, who loves orange soda? 
even in later years, it's something that follows him everywhere he goes. He said, when my wife and I go out to eat, it doesn't matter what type of restaurant we're at. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or a burger shack, people go crazy if I don't get an orange soda. And they're like, oh, what are you going to drink? Orange soda. And they just crack up, but I enjoy it. I'm just laughing at the idea of this right now. <laughs> Props to him for having such a good, like, time with it and not yeah. really... An attitude, yeah. Yeah, because you can just imagine <laughs> how annoying that could get. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just... Because you know that every person that comes up to him and says it thinks that they're the first person to ever say that to him. Yep. And like, look at how funny I am to tell Mitchell right now. Orange soda. And he's like, heard it. Mm. Yeah. It's like, An unknown like, oh number gosh. of times. He's like, it's been 20 years, guys. Yeah. Like, let it go. For 20 years of this. I don't think I can handle it. Yeah. It's like, Seriously. I'm a grown ass adult. I have to drink water sometimes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I read I read in an interview he was saying like, "Oh, I have my kids drink organic stuff." And, <laughs> oh, like, I'm I'm you know we're all healthy now, and it's <laughs> like, but I have to drink orange soda. Yeah, he even did a little interview where they had him taste different orange sodas, <laughs> and he had oh, to yeah, guess that. That's like what brand it was. <laughs> Cal wasn't the only character with a catchphrase. Keenan would often scream. What? When things went wrong, the soundbite is often appeared at the end of each episode after the credits. So the credits will end, and then you'll see the logo for the production company, and you'll hear the soundbite. It, it comes up in always the perfect <laughs> times, you know. When as soon as Kel is convinced that he did something correctly, or or that we're fixing the problem, I did this ridiculous thing. Why? <laughs> Why did you do that thing? It's. Ugh, it's good stuff. Do you have any favorite episodes of the show that you want to talk about or favorite moments? Oh, man. One of my favorite moments is the screw and the tuna. I don't even <laughs> remember the entire episode. I'd have to rewatch it. But that scene when he's on the stand and he confesses that he put the screw in the tuna, it has me in tears every single time. <laughs> <laughs> what's, even, what's even the context of that? I, okay. I don't even remember. I don't remember that one either. So, Keenan. I think Keenan finds a screw in his can of tuna. Like, just like a... Okay. Yeah. okay. And he thinks that he can sue the tuna company for the screw. Because he thinks when he opened, it was already inside. Oh, gotcha. Oh. And so, Kel actually is the one who dropped the screw in the tuna <laughs> and doesn't want to say it throughout oh. the entire episode. <laughs> and Keenan gets very far oh <laughs> in terms of, of suing these people. These people want to settle. They are offering him thousands of oh dollars to settle. And Keenan's like, no, no, <laughs> we're going to go to court. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and then at, at the stand, eventually, that's when Cal finally breaks down and admits that he is the one that put the screw in the tuna. I put the screw... In the tuna. <laughs> I it. I dropped the screw in the tuna. I dropped the screw in the tuna. It was me. Oh, the humanity. And then, like, he doesn't even do it just the one time. It's, like, ten times, and it's still funny over and over. He gets, oh like, gosh. on his knees, and it's just... <laughs> grabbing at Cal or Keenan, just saying it over <laughs> oh, and over man. again, getting into the judge's face, the bailiff. Oh, so good. Should have settled. That's right. Yep. Um, settled. One that drives me crazy every time I see it is when they're on some kind of like newlyweds type show. I don't remember the name of the show, but they uh, Kel pretends to be Keenan's wife or girlfriend. And they're answering each other's questions, right? <laughs> like the newlyweds came. And they get to a question where it's like, what is what is your uh, bride's favorite drink? <laughs> and obviously yeah, everyone's okay. like, well, of course it's orange soda. Of course, right? Of course he's yeah. gonna, we're going to win this, right? We got guaranteed question. And then when it's revealed. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Keenan. Root beer. Root beer. See, Keenan, Kel loves orange soda, but Kelly loves root beer. 
See, you told me to answer the questions all girly. So you said root beer? Incredibly frustrating. <laughs> but hilarious. Because it's such a twist. Because everyone is like, well, of course it's orange soda. What else could it possibly right. be? Gotcha. Yeah, you see Keenan's face light up when that question is asked, and everything just falls to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched an episode where Keenan really wants a car. <laughs> he really wants one. And so they think they're going to get one because they're they're getting some money from selling these comic books. And so they're just waiting for Chris to bring them the money. And so they they start playing around and pretending like the couch is a car. It's hilarious. They do all the sounds like Keenan's pretending to drive like <laughs> watch out for the you know that kind of stuff and and then cal's like hey 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 i want to drive i want to drive so then they you know they they open open the car doors you know run around the sides and they get in and they sit down and cal just kind of like crosses his hands in front of his lap and sits there for a few seconds just silent and keenan's like hey dude what what what's up and he's like I can't drive. <laughs> it's just like the simplest thing, but it's like, oh my god, that is so funny. Uh, <laughs> and so then they like pretend to start messing with the radio and stuff instead, <laughs> and they roll through the stations and they're like, oh, get the oldies station. Yeah, and oh they, my gosh, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I. It's the episode where Kel gets sick. And then Keenan has an all cure, right? He finds yes. the cure by mixing all the stuff together. And I love the part where they're imitating kung fu or karate. <laughs> yeah, they just watched TV. a martial arts movie or yeah. something. And they get up <laughs> and they're, you know, pretend to fight each other, which is pretty standard. Mm-hmm. But then Kel pretends to reach into Keenan's chest and rip out his heart <laughs> and holds it does and does the sound effect of the heart beating in his hand <laughs> and then when the phone rings he puts the heart back into keenan <laughs> so that keenan can answer the phone <laughs> that's such a kid thing to do yeah it's like well i can't answer yeah. the phone i don't have a heart anymore you have to i can't finish the gag yeah give me my nose back yeah. <laughs> I did like Keaton a lot as a kid. I identified with him because he was such a kid. Mm-hmm. He was so mm-hmm. quintessentially a child. You know, he had the messiest room in mm-hmm. the world, and Keaton and Kel always had to sleep in a, like on the in the bean uh, in the sleeping bag on the floor. And there's junk on the floor. <laughs> it just yeah. looks so uncomfortable. I mean, at least he got a blanket because sometimes your friends would just forget to give you a blanket and just <laughs> yeah. sit there curled up in your shirt. Yeah. Oh, And I don't want to talk about it. And, and for some reason, no matter how warm the house is, you're still cold at night. Yep. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always loved all those little details and especially too how much Keenan's dad hates Kel. And is always saying, like, Kel can leave. Like, can Kel get out of here, please? <laughs> and I, I love that so much. You know, just the, you know, kind of these, like, aggressive little comments at Kel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, we episode. have good news. Oh, Kel's moving away? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Kel, think about Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kel's sick. Then why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> Very good question, by the way. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. And and at the same time, still having that little relationship with um, his younger sister, mm-hmm. you know, teasing her, getting her to yes. do stuff for him as he lays on the couch. Yeah. It's just, you know, quintessentially kid stuff. And uh, she's in love with Kel, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Which, yes. yeah, that's such, a, that's such a little sister thing. Man, there's an episode, there's this episode about this girl's sweater, and I think that when I watched that one in college, I just had a really hard time with it. <laughs> it made me so sad. I still think about it. Like it. So Keenan has this crush on a girl and I think she leaves her sweater at his house or they, he gets a hold of her sweater and it's got a stain on it and they try to fix it and they destroy this girl's sweater and they find out that her grandmother made it for her and her grandmother is dead 
and I just cannot. It's too much for me. Oh, like God. the whole episode, he's trying to save the sweater. It unravels. It shrinks. Oh. It's like I. It's just. It honestly, it's completely destroyed by the end of the episode. But that's like I said. It's just like Laurel and Hardy in the sense oh, that yeah. there are Laurel and Hardy shorts where things get real rough. Like, <laughs> there's one where mm-hmm. they die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. And, like, the physical comedy also is very similar mm-hmm. to it, too. There are not a lot of shows that make me want to cry. But mm-hmm. when Keenan and his family move and Cal is on the walkie-talkie trying to get a hold of Keenan because he's a little too late... Almost makes me want to ball, and I am 27. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, we, okay to be in tune yeah. with your emotions. Yeah, we're emotion positive here yeah. on, on the BCD, <laughs> so it's yeah. it's fine. Thank you. <laughs> this is a safe space. Yes, but we're yeah, here for you. But it is it is weird how something like a Nickelodeon kids show about two silly friends who get up to hijinks yeah. can still hit you with stuff like that. It, I remember that episode, and it is pretty dramatic. So, like, Keenan is moving away, and Kel tries to catch them at, right before they go, and he's too late, and it is very sad. Yeah, the entire house is empty. Yeah. Kel to Keenan. Um, Kel to Keenan. Keenan, Keenan, come in. Keenan, come on, man, answer me. Keenan, where are you? Come on, Keenan. You know, this is something that a lot of kids deal with. And so there's mm-hmm. this like this really growing up aspect in the in the show mm-hmm. and uh, their friendship is actually tested, you know, and because you could see in every single episode, no matter how annoyed Keenan gets at the things that Kel does and no matter how many crazy things that Keenan brings Kel into, they're still best friends mm. yeah. and they still mm-hmm. and, and Kel just loves unconditionally which is the funniest and cutest thing ever yes. like when you know Keenan will give him a hug and he's like oh I love you so much you know? yeah <laughs> I've been waiting for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and so you see like they have this very pure strong friendship it's really sweet mm-hmm. all right so it's got some awesome stars in it obviously we've talked about some already but uh we got <laughs> Keenan Thompson as who? Yeah, I know, right? As Keenan Rockmore. Keenan, before getting a role in all that, had a starring role in Mighty Ducks two. Before he and Kel starred in Good Burger, he had also starred in Mighty Ducks three and also Heavyweights. Yeah, yeah, Some good stuff. Yeah, and of course now he's on SNL. Yeah, for like ever <laughs> for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> Then we have Kel Mitchell as Kel Kimball. We mentioned this in our episode of All That, but he forgot his monologue he'd prepared for his audition to be on All That. But when he tripped on some studio equipment, he turned it into a joke and had the producers laughing. He has said that his Ed voice for the Good Burger sketch also came out of that audition. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Good Burger was his first starring role in a feature film. And I think only so far. When talking about their role model status, Kel said, It makes me feel so good to see kids laugh and smile at us. But what makes it really great is kids of different ages, backgrounds, and cultures like what we do. That's when you know you're doing good work. What What a kind, sweet soul. Yeah. This man. Mm-hmm. He can do no wrong. I want to go shake his hand. <laughs> Next, we have Ken Foray as Roger Rockmore. Roger is Keenan's father, who is not afraid to ground Kel as well, even though he is not Kel's father. <laughs> Might as well be. He's there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Ken Foray has d- had a lot of roles, a lot of them in spooky movies, such as Dawn of the Dead, Halloween, and Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Oh, boy. That's yeah. the good one, right? <laughs> That's It's the renaissance of the franchise. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Got it. He has also had many small roles in several TV shows like Family Matters, The A-Team, and The X-Files. Cool. Yeah. Teal Mercande as Cheryl Rockmore. Cheryl is, of course, Keenan's mother. 
Teal Marconde has not been in much, but was in a movie called Craw the Sea Monster and has also had a role in an episode of Martin. Ooh, that is a good show. Um, that sounds like a great movie also. Yeah. Is that like somebody go up against Godzilla later? Craw? <laughs> I don't know, uh, maybe. Hit him up. Dan Frischman as Chris Potter. Chris is the owner of Rigby's, which is where Keenan works. Dan Frischman's other biggest role was in the TV show Head of the Class from 1986. He has had small parts in various TV shows like Seinfeld, Melrose Place, and Passions. There was a lot of overlap with Head of the Class and Keenan and Kel. For example, Dan Schneider wrote for both, and producer Brian Robbins also acted on Head of the Class as well. The producers of all that met working on that show. Ha It all connects. Vanessa Baden as Kyra Rockmore. Kyra is Keenan's little sister who eavesdrops on his and Kel's conversations and tries to get him in trouble. She is also hopelessly in love with Kel and would do almost anything for him. <laughs> hopelessly in love. That's like some next level stuff. <laughs> Baden has starred in a couple different TV shows. She was on the kids' show Gullah Gullah Island. Uh, amazing show. <laughs> I watched all the time when I was a kid. That was my favorite show. Yeah. Oh. I haven't heard that title in such a long time. Really? <laughs> Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, it was such a good show. <laughs> it's another one I never really saw, so I'm sure I'll watch it here at some point. Well, <laughs> Just wait for that episode eventually. Exactly. I don't even know if it's anywhere <laughs> to watch it. She has also starred in the TV shows Fail from 2011 and Giants from 2017. Yeah, and I meant, I meant to mention this earlier. Kim Bass, who made Keenan and Kel, also made Sister, 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 which I've yes. been watching religiously now that it's on Netflix. <laughs> Thank yes. God. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that all that all that stuff just added? Yes. Okay, so I need to get on. Like Sister, Sister is yeah. so great. Yeah, I love Sister, Sister. And I just watched the episode where Keenan and Kel guest starred on Sister, Sister. Whoa. Woo! Yay! Yeah. As Keenan and Kel? No. Oh. Nope. No. <laughs> They're playing different characters. They're playing jerks, actually. Oh. And... But they did say, I mean, it was really cool to watch it because Kel is a lot more understated in this, you know. He still does some crazy, wacky things, but he's a lot smarter as this character and a lot more, you know, subdued because he's a different person. So Mm -hmm. it was like, this is cool. It was cool to watch them be that way. In 2000, Keenan and Kel ended, and the actors both left Nickelodeon. The 90s were over. They ended, guys. <laughs> Can we please go back? Please turn back time. Please. <laughs> Though most of us still don't want to believe it. And the boys needed to make it on their own. At this point, they were known almost exclusively as a duo, so they attempted to establish themselves separately. Three years later, Keenan landed a spot on SNL. He also starred in the movie Fat Albert. In case anybody ever forgot, I'm reminding you now. Fat Albert exists... A movie based on the Bill Cosby yeah, cartoon. As a live action. Wait, uh, whose cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Schmill Crumsby. <laughs> Although Kel continued to appear in various roles after leaving the show, he seemingly drifted from the limelight. There were even rumors that he had died. <gasps> Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. That's a terrible time. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. yeah. In the early in the early days of the internet, <laughs> in, the, in sorry, in the early days of me having the internet as a kid, I remember being like twelve or so, and someone being like, "You guys know that Kel is dead, like of Keenan and Kel, like he died." And it was like, "Oh my god, that's got to be true." I mean, yeah, yeah, I have no like, way of oh, proving them otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember just seeing There's that no online. Proof of life. Yes. It, it's crazy because that still happens. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah. If somebody who's relatively popular, even if it's just like somebody on YouTube who's not like really a celebrity, mm-hmm. but they're popular enough, if they don't do anything for a couple months, mm-hmm. well, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> they're dead. Might as well be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another more recent rumor was that Keenan and Kel had a falling out and would likely never perform together again. Many believed that this was connected to the fact that Kel had also auditioned for SNL and did not get cast. So, 
I was so surprised when I found out that Keenan was going to be on SNL, but not Kel. I remember mm-hmm. I was I was shocked because I again I love Keenan, but I, I was a, as a kid I thought was they're together. <laughs> I really Duo. like Kel. Like why didn't he get cast? Mm-hmm. And I mean I think it's just whoever was casting that day what what they wanted for mm-hmm. the show. I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, Jim Carrey didn't get cast in SNL. Ugh, Neither did Steve Carell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's interesting. I wonder if maybe whether Keenan and Kel thought this, or maybe just the producers would think this, that if they did cast them both, it might just continue yeah. Keenan yeah. and Kel style. And they didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they were trying to differentiate themselves past. Yeah this point right mm-hmm. so if they had both gotten cast you know there would have been more sketches probably even like good burger references and stuff like mm-hmm. that kel reportedly told tmz that keenan didn't want anything to do with him as the two had lost touch in 2014 kel reached back out to keenan and the two became friends again i remember this being a story everywhere keenan and kel huge falling out no longer friends mm. They'll never be together again. I remember being like, God, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Man. terrible. And I remember the story where they asked Keenan about it. And he was like, I didn't know that we had a falling out. But Kel said we did. <laughs> so I guess we did. You know, like uh-huh. I didn't know. And so when Kel finally called him again, Keenan was really nervous. He said he was, he was like, I don't know. I didn't oh, know what man. was going to happen. And they, he said it was totally fine. They were just, they were like, they were friends again. He had no, and I guess, you know, Kel had a lot of problems with depression and drugs and alcohol. And when he talked to Keenan, he essentially said, I had some issues and I've resolved those issues. So let's be friends again. It's basically yeah. the, was the conversation that they had. I am learning so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can come to the BCD for that stuff. <laughs> yes. In 2015, 90s Nick fans were given a great gift when the two appeared on The Tonight Show, reenacting the famous Good Burger sketch once more. It was the first time they had appeared on screen together in 10 years. The appearance reignited talks of an all that and even a Keenan and Kel reboot. This was such a big deal. Do you guys remember when this happened? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I could not hear about it. Yeah, it was, I remember just like the video, I'm seeing the video and like the audience, you can hear them. Because, you know, it starts out with Kel behind the counter doing a good Mm -hmm. burger thing. Mm -hmm. And you hear the audience kind of say, you're like, oh, how great. This is great. You know, everyone's like kind of excited, Mm -hmm. cheering, you know, whatever. And then when Keenan walks on, everyone loses their mind Mm -hmm. because nobody thought they would be together again. Mm -hmm. And here they were on TV. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Now looky here, Fluffer Nutter. <laughs> the name is Lester Oaks, construction worker, and I'm hangry. Dude, everything's being like rebooted. Like if they just want to be adult versions of themselves with an adult Keenan and Kel, I am all for that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. If we have to deal with all these other reboots. Mm-hmm. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Why not just reboot the 90s as a whole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do it again. Just yeah. might as well do it. I mean, we're basically like 2020 is kind of a wash. Let's just start again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And dude, they like look the same. Yeah, they do. They really do. They would just click right back into the roles. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was five years ago. And the duo has played a big role in the rebooted All That currently airing on Nickelodeon. They have both appeared in sketches on that show. Mm-hmm. And I think they're both executive producers of that show. So... You know, they're working together and they said, you know, we're we're friends. Everything is great. We really enjoy it. We enjoy working on all that. And I think that's really sweet. I think it's really sweet that Keenan's like, you know, he's the successful SNL guy. He's like, hey, kids, learn how to do comedy. You know, I I think I think that's (laughs) cool. Awesome. So far, a Keenan and Kel reboot is just rumors and speculation, though both have noted that they would like to do it. They have the money and the status to produce it. So will it happen? Who knows? Anything's possible. There was a an episode of SNL where Steve Carell guest he was a guest host, and 
he does this, he's talking about the office and members cast members of the office are speckled in the crowd and they you know they're like hey hey steve are we gonna do a reboot of the office you know like hey, steve. and they're like popping up and then keenan steps up and he's like hey steve what about the office like do you think you'll reboot the office and he said okay asking me to reboot the office is like asking you to reboot keenan and kel and keenan says I'd be honored. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people joke about it enough, but it really does seem like they would do it. And Mm -hmm. people like... And people love them. Yeah. You're kind of joking about it, but at the same time, you're like, but but yeah, though. But like, really. You see like all these shows on Nickelodeon. Now I'm like, what are these kids watching? (laughs) And like, if they just put Keenan and Kel back on Nickelodeon, I was like, all right, these kids, they might be saved. I don't know. Yeah. The yeah. future will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Save future generations, play Keenan and Kel. Yep. Yes. That's that's the answer. So why was Keenan and Kel so special? Well, much of it had to do with the chemistry between the two leads. The show had great writers, but they also knew when to step back and let the kids do their thing. Keenan and Kel seemed to run the show, introducing the audience to each episode. It felt personal like they had invited you over to see their show which is really really nice Mm -hmm. it's like hey guys check out our show we hope you like it yeah like we do every week exactly exactly (laughs) keenan and kel also struck a chord with audiences although it wasn't the first sitcom with a black lead on nickelodeon it certainly was the most successful it set the stage for more diverse stories and characters in the years to come and not to mention, its success also paved the way for more All That spinoffs. If Keenan and Kel hadn't happened, would there have been an Amanda show? And therefore, Drake and Josh or iCarly. Yeah. Ooh, Drake and Josh, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keenan and Kel was relatable, funny, and downright entertaining. It had the best theme song of any 90s Nickelodeon show, Don't At Me. It was yet another show that defined the golden era of Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely it did. It was perfect. <laughs> it was. It it like you said, it struck a chord with so many people and it still resonates today. I mean it was being shown on reruns for ages, mm-hmm. you know, so even if you didn't grow up watching it or you weren't really a Nickelodeon kid, chances are you still saw some of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that what's cool about it is that there's so many pieces of humor in it that are timeless. You know, kids still deal with teachers and grades and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But Keenan and Kel, it was so ridiculous. And uh, they're covering things that maybe kids aren't dealing with. But the way they go about each situation is absolutely how kids would deal with the situation. And Jaren, you mentioned something earlier tonight about how the adults are not stupid. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. like... A lot of kids show you see it's like the adults are like as smart as the kids but like in this show it's pretty real so like the adults are gonna be the adults the kids are gonna be kids and it's all an all-around good time it is really hard to watch a kid's show where an adult is on the same level as the kids it doesn't really work there was especially a especially disney and especially a long period of time where the adults were on the same level as the kids and it mm-hmm. really was you didn't respect them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they became like plot points or like plot devices to just kind of allow the kids to do things that only adults can do mm-hmm. because the adults are so easily tricked into doing whatever. Yeah. You know, but with Keenan and Kel, especially the parents yeah. are just like, they're they're like, for real, <laughs> we're your parents, we work, and you have to do what we say, you know, because you're the kid. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. just being real parents. And it's it makes the show more relatable. We talked about it last week with Clarissa Explains It All, where Nickelodeon had this great balance where they could really make relatable kid shows. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just... Right. And it was they did it oh, by yeah. listening to kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am certain they listened to Keenan and Kel when they were like, okay, so how would you handle <laughs> this situation <laughs> that you're in? And like, how do you think your character could handle it? And yeah, I mean, reading the old interviews when they were kids, they're, it's very, very cute. You know, they talk about, you know, how they're not like their characters at all. You know, Keenan talks about it. He says, Kel is a lot smarter than his character. <laughs> yeah. 
But and then he, he was like, but also I don't scheme nearly as much as I do in the show too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's hope for something. Maybe not the reboot of the show, but like, you yeah. know, let's keep them together, man. Yeah, I think that they're really special. I don't think that there's something that could very easily be replicated at all. And I think mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing that they were accidentally, I mean, they were just found in different cities and paired together and it just worked. You know, I think that's so cool. And it's it's just interesting because comedy duos have been such a big part of comedy since the beginning. And, you know, they really tapped into what it what it is that makes a, a comedy duo so fun and endearing. So we we had in this podcast may have something like prescription n- nostalgia goggles. <laughs> but <laughs> but you have to trust us on this one. If you haven't seen Keenan and Kel, definitely go give it a watch. It's on Amazon Prime, but you have to subscribe to the Nick thing. What's it called, Robin? Nick Hits, but do a seven-day free trial. Yeah, yeah and, then, and just, then just binge it. Yeah, just yes, burn through do Keenan it. and Kel. Thank you so much, Jaron, for being here. Keenan and Kel is just like a very important show to me. Just like you got black characters on the screen that you don't really get to see as much, so that related with me. Like I've been conditioned to just see that. Uh, like you have your white show or your regular shows and then your black shows. But with Keenan and Kel, I just saw it as a show while they were just like not even emphasizing that they're black. They just happened to be black and they just showed commonalities. Yep. It's just a, mm-hmm. a family that had relatable yeah. aspects to them with some goofy stuff in between. Yeah. Representation in any form is important. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a case closed. Heck yeah. Oh, Jerry, you didn't do it with us. Ready? Oh, Come on. Right, I was like, you guys did it so fast. Oh, I knew you did it, but like. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one, case closed. Oh, no. Fucked <laughs> no. it up. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. One more time. All right. All right. So that's going to be another case closed. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I strive for. Heck yeah. <laughs> so if you want to hear more of us, go to blackcasediaries.com. Boom. Easy, peasy, beautiful. And <laughs> <laughs> and if you liked Jaren, we'll have him on more. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, so it's that easy. If you check out our Patreon, maybe, or leave us a review, we'd appreciate it very much. Um, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you, Jaren, for being on here with us. We appreciate you as well. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.